What's up, everybody? Welcome to The Patriot Show. This is Taylor Eberhardt. The last few days have been a little bit eerie, I guess you can say, due to the election and everything like that. But we are past that. That's all in episode one, part one and two. If y'all want to go check those episodes out, you uh, need to go back and listen to those. That's up, totally up to you guys. Today, we will be covering a lot. We'll be covering uh, the Democrats and and their African-American influence, the Republican and the African-American influence, abortion, Corona, 2020 riots, police deadly force, Brandon Bernard, Dustin Higgs, a two-year-old that was beaten to death by a uh, <clears throat> by somebody and Trump had him executed, economics, and the reason why we should not raise minimum wage. Now, before I get into that, if you haven't already, go follow my uh, Instagram. Uh, it is the underscore Patriot underscore show 76. Y'all go follow that for all the news updates and everything. And for the next uh, episode releases, I haven't really posted on there much because, you know, I've been doing research and doing all this stuff uh, to prepare for this podcast. But I only have 30 minutes, so obviously this ep- episode two will have uh, two parts. This is part one, and I'll get into the part two. Now, a lot of uh, a lot of people don't understand, and or should I say, a lot of people, a lot of white people don't understand the African American influence and how much of an influence they have on voting. Now, what I mean by that is, what I mean is that Democrats could not be in office. If they didn't have the African-American influence that they have gained over the last few decades and all the things that Democrats have done to black communities. So let's dive into that. What this means is, um, you know, here's the election's uh, biggest twist and the racial gap. Racial gap is shrinking. Racial ethnic divides. Actually, Biden is making gains with white voters and Trump with non-white ones. Now, you might think to yourself, like, what does that mean? Like, why are – and a lot of Democrats are like, why are African-Americans voting for uh, Trump? Trump was a bad guy. He did all this. Well, according to uh, according to the whole uh, uh, election, we have stats that, uh, that prove that Trump had a bigger impact on African-Americans this election – Rather than Biden, here, let me read you the segment. American politicians, including presidents, have often sought to exploit the nation's racial and ethnic divides for political gain. And during the Trump era, voters are not responding as expected. The gap in the presidential vote preference between white and non-white voters has shrunk by, by a surprising 16 percentage since 2016. According to the upshot analysis of a pre-election poll, as Joe Biden gains more white voters and President Trump makes inroads among black and Hispanic voters. Now, the polling margin among non-white uh, voters were uh, forty had dropped forty-two points with the Democrat uh, the Democrats. The size of the racial polarization gap dropped as well this election as in twenty twenty. Biden. The Republican voters actually caved between 2012, 2016, and 2017, and 2020. Trump's uh, expo- uh, 
Trump's resentments over immigration and race was widely credited with fueling his upset victory in 2016, but similar tactics this time have not had the same effect. The president has so far failed to resemble his coalition of white voters without a college degree across the northern battleground states. And polls show that many white, voter, uh, many white voters have uh, repelled by handling of race, criminal justice, and recent protest. The, de the decrease in racial polarization defies the expectations of many an, uh, analysts uh, who believe a campaign focused on appeals to issues like Black Lives Matter or law and order. They would do the opposite. It would may it may also upset the hopes of some activists on the left who viewed and embraced uh, of more progressive policies as of a, as a race, as a way to help Democrats carve a new path into the presidency. This path would have been powered by an overwhelming support from non-white voters, reducing the need to cater to the more conservative white voters who backed Mr. Trump four years ago. Instead, Mr. Biden leads because of gains among those very voters. Now. What that means is Donald Trump actually had more uh, non-white voters, such as Latinos, uh, the Latino community, and African Americans, and a lot of people. That's where a lot of people think that the fraud of, uh, sorry, the uh, fraud came came in. Let's keep reading for a second. With the election less than a week, uh, this is. Uh, before the election. So with the election less than a week away, there's still time for voter preferences to move toward the uh, those of 2016 campaign. Back then, polls suggested Hillary Clinton was narrowly ahead in the national popular vote, which she won the popular vote, but Trump got the Electoral College uh, win. So that, and that's where Democrats aim. Democrats aim for black voters. Why? Why do they go that way well because um of poverty i hate to i hate to you know the brutal truth i'm not saying every african-american lives in poverty i'm saying the ones that do they count on the ones in poverty because the democrats promise change in those communities right just let's just look at detroit right detroit was a booming city with gm motors well the gm uh gm motors um left detroit Uh, left Detroit and put a lot of people in poverty. A lot of people couldn't afford food, water, all this stuff. This uh, Why did the auto industry leave Detroit? Well, the spread of the auto, uh, auto industry toward the outward from Detroit proper in the 1950s was a beginning process with an extended much further afield. Auto plants, auto pan, mm, auto plants and the parts suppliers associated with an industry and were relocated to the southern U.S. and to Canada and Mexico in order to avoid paying higher U.S.-based salaries. But why was that such a big deal? Well, a vast majority of the population loss was due to the deindustrialization uh, de of Detroit, moved factories from inner cities to the suburbs, and was uh, coupled with the phenomenon of white flight. The movement of many white families from urban areas of much of Detroit to the suburbs on the outskirts of the city. Now, you might be thinking, like, what does that have anything to do with the Democrat uh, Democrats? Um, 
with the Democrats? Well, because Detroit has been the Detroit poverty rate is high. Same in L.A., same in Chicago, same in New York, same in a lot of places. So. So why it's because Democrats promise change. Obviously, y'all heard that Black Lives Matter reached out to Kamala Harris and Joe Biden and were on the silent treatment for about 32 days, I believe, after he won. I believe. I have to look that up. I could be wrong. But it it goes to show that the Democrats cannot live without the African vote. Neither can Republicans. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, both parties kind of use the African-American community to get another white man in office. Now, you might, you might be saying, like, no, uh, Democrats voted in a black guy. Uh, Obama, Barack Obama. Well, Barack Obama actually had more white voters than African voters. It's hard to believe, but um, it's just, but it's just you know, hard to understand. So if we go here, um, and I'm about to show you this. This was posted July 31st, 2019. Um. Let's uh, let me read you this segment. Um, just a larger. Let's get in. Um, it says right here what I'm reading. Uh, a Democrat actually. Uh, a Democrat actually removed the uh, GM jobs and put millions of people out of jobs. Um. And into poverty. Um, just doing a little research, real quick, as I'm doing this, because I'm trying to set an example of what I mean. Um, you know why why Democrats need the African vote and why Republicans need the African vote, right? Um. So it it just goes to show. And I guess uh, Donald Trump also promised uh, more jobs to come to Detroit, but it was never really fulfilled. So the Democrats the Democrats focus on targeting um, the African American community for votes. Now, why? I just told you why. They promise things that they can't fulfill. A lot of African-American families are in poverty, um, go to uh, lower income schools and don't get the proper education. Um, and it's crazy. And another thing is like it. It's insane because, you know, it, it, it just is. Democrats rely on the African-American vote. Now, let's move into the Republican side of that black turnout in 2020 election to read read some of this most of the uncertainty surrounding the potential impact of black vote on the presidential election this year was focused on a turnout although president donald trump's campaign has made efforts to reach out to black voters the historical record and current data show it is unlikely the percentage of the black vote going to trump will vary much from the lower percentages republican president uh, presidential candidates have received in previous election cycles uh, the Roper Center of Public Opinion Research uh, 
A voting data from previous uh, presidential election provides appropriate historical context. A Democratic candidate for president over the last five presidential elections since 2000 has averaged 91% of the black vote with 8% on average going to the Republican candidate. Now, you might be saying, like, I'm confused. Well, it explains it more. Presidential horse race polling so far this year has shown no indication of significant variation from this historical pattern. The recent September 13th through the 16th Wall Street Journal NBC News polls found that Biden leading Trump among black voters by 90% to 5% gallops. Polls conducted from July 30th to August 12th and August 31st, September 13th, showed Trump approval, a rough surrogate for likelihood to vote for Trump at 11% among black Americans with a disapproval rate at 87%. In moment of hyperbole in the campaign, Trail in 2016, Trump promised that if elected president, he would get 95% of the night uh, of the black vote in 2020. But in reality, it is highly unlikely and dramatic change in the underlining structure of presidential vote preferences among racial and ethnic subgroups will occur. Biden viewed less favorably than Obama among black Americans. What factors will determine whether the black turnout this year will be closer to the two election years with Obama on the ballot or 2016 with Hillary Clinton as the Democratic nominee? Biden obviously hopes for the uh, hoped for the former in part because of the connection with Obama having served as his vice president for eight years. And Obama will no doubt continue to endorse the campaign for Biden in this election, perhaps increasing black Americans enthusiasm for voting. There it is. There it is. There, here, let me read that to you again and you uh, connect the dots. Hillary Clinton as the Democratic nominee, Biden obviously hoped that the former president, Obama, <laughs> and had served as his vice president for eight years. Now, you're, you may be saying, like, Taylor, I'm telling you, both parties rely on the African-American vote. They they want to appeal Two uh, white voters, yes, but they also want to appeal to non-white voters. Think about that for a second. Think about that for a second. Why do two two of the biggest uh, political parties want the African-American vote? Because the black vote matters. It really does. That's why the Democrats back way back when didn't want black people to vote. Because Democrats created Jim Crow laws, created segregation, created uh, the KKK, and wanted to make sure, and they knew that African Americans were going to vote Republican because of the uh, the oppression the Democrats put on. And people say the party's changed, la-di-da. No, it hasn't because I've seen the same racial uh, ignorance on the left than I have on the right. Now, I'm not saying there's not any racial ignorance on the the right. I'm saying it goes both ways. There is racist Democrats towards African-Americans, and then there's racist Republicans towards African-Americans as well. Black Americans um, rely on promises. Uh, you know, a Democratic and a Republican nominee says, we're going to feed your uh, communities money. We're going to get your kids into better school. We're going to get you a job. We're going to make sure you're not unemployed. We're going to make sure you're, you're able to pay your bills. We're going to do all this. I'm not saying every African-American's like that, but I'm saying that's where they shoot for are the black families in poverty. That's where they aim for. Moving on. Um, what is your stance on abortion? 
Now, me as a Christian, me believing God, abortion is wrong. And if you disagree with me, that's fine. But you also have to think, why abort a baby? If you're willing, and don't even bring up rape, because I can sit here and say that approximately 0.5%, I believe, was due to rape. 0.5% was due to rape. It's it, it's insane because uh, we've had more abortions in 2017. Actually, we had less abortions this year uh, in 2017. In 2017, this is just a, a reference. Um, in 2017, the highest percentage of uh Pregnancies were aborted in the District of Columbia, Washington, D.C., 37%, New Jersey, 32%, New York, 31%. The lowest percentage of pregnancies were aborted in Idaho, 5%, South Dakota, 4%, and Wyoming, 2%. AGI abortion data, CDC birth data. In 2018, approximately 31% of all pregnancy in New York, excluding spontaneous miscarriages, ended in abortion. Sad, sad day. Um, the annual number of legal induced abortions in the United States doubled between 1973 and 1979 and peaked in 1990. From 2009 to 2018, the total number of reported abortions decreased by 22%. The abortion ratio, which measures abortions against live births, deceased by decreased by 16%. CDC, that's the uh, reference. This is the source. Um, more than 60 million legal abortions have occurred in the United States since 1973. Now, I'm, I may go on a rant here in a second. If you're willing to tangle, you and you're willing to have sex, and you're really and you're willing, um, and you get pregnant, there's birth control, there's condoms, there's ways you can have safe sex without killing an offspring. I'm a Christian. Life starts at uh, conceive. Once that, once you do the deed, and once that pregnant, and once that woman comes out and says, "I'm pregnant," that's where life starts. That baby don't deserve to die. That baby has no reason to die. But the reason why I say that, and you can disagree with me, in 2018, unmarried women accounted for 85 percent of all abortions among married women. 4% of 2018 pregnancies, excluding spontaneous miscarriages, ended in abortion. Among unmarried women, 27% ended in abortion. 15 years old. If a woman was 15 years old, 0.2% had an abortion. 15 between 19, 8.8. Women who are between the ages of 25 and 29 had the highest abortion percentage out of everything. 20 uh, through 24, 28.5%. 29 between, uh, 25 between 29, 29.4%. 30 between 34, 18.8. 35 between 39, 10.7%. And 40 on 3.5. But I don't know why you're 40 and getting pregnant. And, and zero point, and, and, there's not even a high uh, rate uh, thing right here. People are like, well, what if you're raped? Well, the percentage of raped abortions is low. It's low. Zero, yeah, 0.5% of abortions are due to rape. That is low. Now, if it was 90% of abortions were due to rape, 
maybe I could have a little bit of an understanding. But I don't. I don't support killing children. At all. If you're willing to do the crime, you need to do the time. That's it. The highest percentage was, oh, we can't afford a baby. But the highest percentage was 25 through 29 years old in 2018. People between 25 and 29 should be pretty well off. If you're willing to do the time, if you're not wanting to have sex or you want to have sex but not have to have a deal with the consequence, there is birth control and condoms. It is that easy to do. I mean, come on. Moving on. What? The, how many? How many time we at? Oh, 20 minutes. All right. Coronavirus. How do you feel about it? It's deadly. You're not comfortable with not wearing a mask. You don't want to go and participate in life. Don't go to school. Don't go to restaurants. Don't do anything. Well, as of right now, about 100 million corona, confirmed coronavirus cases, only 2 million deaths, 73 million people have recovered from this virus. Hmm. 25 million people. 25 million people in active cases were in mild condition, a regular cold, a flu. Only 110,000 people died or were in serious critical uh, critical position. 99.6% of people survived it. The and the 0.4% were in serious incline because of underlining health issues. But you need to wear your mask. You need to do this. You need to do that. You need to stay six feet apart. Oh, your business is going under? Hmm, sorry. Shut it down. It's it's honestly irritating. It really is. Because the coronavirus, people are like, oh, coronavirus is, it, it, it's bad. Bro, I'm sitting here looking at a chart right now. We have no new deaths. The USA has 26 million confirmed cases. Total deaths, 400,000 deaths. No new deaths. Total recovered, 15 million. 15 million people have recovered from corona. Active cases, 9 million. Serious and critical, 25,000. 25,000 of people with confirmed cases. I mean, come on, like, are you really, are you serious? And then not only that, it's, and then there's anti-maskers. Like, I'm not a fan of the mask either, but don't be walking into business protesting and doing all that bullshit. That's nothing to protest over. Just wear, either wear your mask or you don't. I'm going to play a video. I don't, I can't record I can't record 
about uh, my podcast, yeah, via video because then uh, I'm I need to get a stand and all that good stuff. But just listen to this. Day one, this is opening day of Trader Joe's in North Hollywood. This is Karen. Woo. And that lady can't wear one, but she is harassed. And then there's anti-mask. And I got to skip through all this. Listen to this. Everybody knows I did nothing but look until they started telling me I had to wear a mask. You actually did pick up product, just to be clear on your, on your video. You did pick up product. I picked up product. I was actually going to... And that's a woman just being a total asshole about the whole damn thing. In episode two, part two, uh, I will be showing you some... Uh, viewer discretion is advised in episode two, part two, because uh, you will be hearing some videos. Um, and... When I can get a stand and I can start videoing my podcast, um, excuse me, and I can start videoing my podcast, y'all will understand that maybe, maybe the world's not so great after all. But let me, uh, let me just set this down. African-Americans and the Democratic Party. Actually, we already went through that. African-Americans, BLM, and white people. White people, stop being voices for African-Americans. Especially if you are telling a black person that he or she is oppressed. I see that on any social media platform. I see people saying, oh, Donald Trump hates you. Why are you wearing his hat? Why are you supporting him? I've seen more uh, slander of African-American conservatives and African-Americans who don't believe the leftist views get harassed and get called racial names. Race traitor. We went over that in both episodes. Last episodes, we went over that. What I don't understand is if I think white people actually makes it worse. Taylor, what do you mean by white people make black voices worse? These people protesting police, uh, police brutality and social injustice and systematic racism. You can disagree with me here, but this is what I see. White people are speaking for African-Americans. These African-Americans want change done their way, not your way, not my way. They want change done their way. I, I see more white people on, on social media at Black Lives Matter protests than the African-Americans. Why, why, why do white people feel like it, it's their, their duty, their, their calling to go 
and speak for black Americans. To speak for black Americans. Just think about that. They they want to sit here and they want to tell black people they're oppressed. No one loves you. The Republican Party is the one that put you in chains 100, 200 years ago. The, the, all this stuff. They created Jim Crow laws. They wanted you segregated. They created the Ku Klux Klan. Democratic, the Democrats created KKK, Jim Crow laws, segregation, and Democrats were the ones that wanted slavery to happen. Are there racist Republicans? Yes. There are also racist Democrats, and there are also racist middlemen. Hatred, you're not born hate with hatred. You're you are taught. And I hear and I hear a lot of, oh, you can't be racist to white people. Everybody can be racist towards somebody else. But white people, you need to take a step back and let the African American African American community make a change for themselves without having help from the white man. It's their voices that need to be heard, not not Johnny's voice, not Derek's voice, not Billy's voice, not Cooper's voice. And that's why probably why I can't get behind any movements because the white people make it a competition. If anything, white people who are trying to tell black people they're oppressed and that no one likes them, there's your pick me. White people who are trying to speak for African Americans, like like their children, like they, they like, like they can't speak. Let African Americans make change the way they want it to happen. We are at almost at the thirty minute mark, but uh, I will pick up back on this uh, next episode, and we will get into the history of abortion and why it's racist. I know, I know, you you don't want to hear more racist stuff, but I feel like racial. Uh, stuff we need to tackle before we can move on to anything else uh yes abortion is racist and i will get into that uh once i get uh when we start this next video make sure to follow my uh new instagram uh the underscore patriot this is taylor everhart and this is the patriot show